0: I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. We're in the midst of a series dealing with God's promises. We've touched a lot of topics, but today we're going to get into very specific issues on how God's promises defeat trials. We're going to see why the promises of God are for those who seek Him. And we're going to look at why our God really made these promises to His followers. We're going to try to understand why the Creator of the universe promises to give us peace that surpasses all understanding. And we'll discover that through our relationships with the Holy Spirit, we can live the abundant life. Let's learn how to defeat Satan when he attempts to rob us of God's promises. Before we get into all those though, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and ask for your divine touch on this podcast today. I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now and do something very special. Take complete control of everything that's taking place. I surrender to you. I yield to you and I ask that you would guide the the questions that I ask, the comments that I make, and the scriptures we read, that you would give me additional clarification. I ask the Holy Spirit to help those who are listening in today, that today would be a very special day where they would understand how God's promises will defeat all the trials that the enemy comes to throw at us. I pray that you would bless this now, and I believe people will be touched and inspired by the power of your word and the presence of your Holy Spirit. Guide us now, I pray, and I'll give you all the glory and praise for it. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today, we're gonna deal with the promises of God to help us to defeat the, the challenges and the attacks and the trials that come into our life. You know, when our circumstances try to bring doubt, fear, and anxiety you know, into our life, God promises to give us his peace not the kind of temporal peace that the world has, but God's peace. It's beyond our own understanding. It's more than we can imagine or even think of, which is the peace of God. We all know that the devil wants to go around putting fear in our lives. You know, Jesus said in John 10.10 that the devil came to give fear and destruction and to kill and to steal and destroy, but that Jesus said he's come to give us peace. So when we're facing a challenge or fear in our life, we've got to rely on God's word, rely on the power of the Holy Ghost in our life. And I want to read to you 1 John 4, 18, talking about how to defeat fear. God's Word tells us that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Now, God is the only one that has perfect love. He has absolute, perfect, undefiled love. And when He gives us that love, it casts out any fear that tries to come into our life. When the trials of life surface, God's promises are real. He promises that He will be a very present help in times of trouble. If the doctor brings us a report, a bad one, of an incurable, disease, our God promises that he will never leave us or that he'll never forsake us. If you've lost a job or a home or a marriage or have a prodigal son, a child who's away from God, or you struggle with your health situations, you may feel that maybe God isn't hearing your prayers or maybe God doesn't love you, but he does love you. I can see why you might feel that way because challenges do hit us and hurt us, but we can never ever stop believing that God loves us so much. Remember, God is not the one who kills and steals and destroys. Jesus promised life, and have it more abundantly. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son to die for us that we might have everlasting life. Now my prayer for you is to listen to these podcasts on the promises of God. Go back and listen to them. At the end of this podcast, I'll tell you how to find all the previous podcasts on the promises of God because I believe they could help you and strengthen you and give you hope for the next day. I want you to apply, really to apply these podcasts to your life so that you can stand strong against the devil and what he tries to come up against us with. Now in my years of pastoring, teaching, and counseling, You know, biblical counseling, those who are facing challenges in their life, I discovered that those who seek God's promises that are in his word learn to live above the circumstances. Now, some people might say, living above the circumstances, can we do that? I believe that we can. That doesn't mean the circumstances won't come. That doesn't mean that the challenges won't come. It doesn't mean that we won't have trials and issues in our life. But what it means is when those things happen, we don't have to let them consume us. We can can raise ourselves above our circumstances. That's what Paul did. Paul said, I press on. I press on to the goal, of the call of God in his life and reward of Jesus Christ. He was moving on. He's talked about his past. He said, but that's the past. I'm moving on. I'm going to be blessed of God. And so we need to do that. We need to understand. You see, it's the devil who wants us to doubt God's promises. You know, I suggest that we don't listen to his voice. Anytime it comes up, just don't listen to it. It is truly a voice that brings nothing but doubt and fear and condemnation. When those thoughts get into our mind and we're we're thinking that we know, well, maybe we're not, maybe not completely saved, or maybe we're not doing this right, or we're not doing that right. And we feel tested and feel like we're, you know, accusing ourselves and and, and saying that, well, you know, maybe I'm supposed to suffer like this. Those comments are not coming from God the Father. They're coming from the pit of hell itself because that's what he wants to do is to kill and steal and destroy Christians. We must listen, though, to the voice of the Holy Spirit who Jesus sent to give us comfort and give us peace. You see, when Jesus left, he says, I'm leaving but I'm going to send you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, he says, who will give you that comfort. And he'll guide you and direct you and lead you and help you and encourage you and lift you up. So that's the voice that we need to listen to. Now, everyone has questioned whether God's promises will come to life in their life. So may I suggest that through faith that we are able to stop questioning the promises of God and just receive them based on his word. There's an old saying that I learned many years ago when I first became a Christian, and that's simply this, If God said it. I believe it. And we need to get God's word out and say, you said that, I'm believing that. When you see that, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you, that's found in Matthew 6, 33. You say, I claim that, that's mine, that's my promise, and I'm going to walk, I'm going to live in that, because I'm going to seek God first, and then all these things that I need, will be. I'll be blessed, and it'll be added to my life. We've got to believe that the word of God is for us, it's real, God said it, we need to believe it. You know, if I was in church right now, I'd ask for a good amen. Okay, let's give you five ways to know that God's promises will defeat the trials in your life. First of all, trials will come to everyone in this world. We're all going to face it. The Bible tells us that rain falls on the just and the unjust just alike. So those things are going to happen. But when they happen, we need to be ready for them. We need to be prepared for them. So let's get the Bible out and let's see what God's Word has to say about that. Turn to James chapter 4 and verses number 1 through 3 in the New Living Translation. Now James is talking here and he's giving us really some instructions on how to grow closer to God because he's going to tell us about the trials that are out there and he talks about here in James chapter 4 in verses number one through three. Listen to this. It starts off a little strong, but there's a reason for that. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Verse two, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Boy, that's powerful scripture. In verse three, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, we've got to look at this scripture and say, yes, it's strong, it's, it's powerful, it's very challenging, but it's speaking a lot of truth. Challenges come against us. People will come against us. And maybe in our own life, we've come against other people. Maybe we've been the one who challenges other people and maybe we're, we've had a little jealousy in our life or maybe it's something that, that you're angry about or are having a difficult time getting over. We've got to get that stuff out of our life. So James knows the only way to be blessed of God, he says right here, you don't have because you don't ask. So if you want to have peace in your life, ask God for peace. If you want to have forgiveness for other people, ask God to give you that forgiveness and then apply that in your life. You see, we've got to draw close to God and when we draw close to Him, He promises He'll get close to us. He'll just snuggle right up to us and He wants to be with us. He wants to bless us. He wants to help us. He wants to reach into every area of our life, every trial, whether it be in work or in family or in your relationships or your marriage or with your children, your finances, your health, whatever it might be, God is is ready to help. And James is just trying to tell us the key to all this is draw near to God and have the right motives in the things that we do and have the right focus on God. And when we do that, God's going to jump in there and that his promise will be that he will defeat the trials and challenges in your life. Now let's move to First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10. And once again, a scripture I think will be very helpful in getting us to understand how God will be there to help us and that his promises will defeat the trials that we have in our life. This is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, New Living Translation. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, oh see, there they are. That's what's going to happen. He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation, all power to him forever. Amen. The first scripture I gave you showed you the trials that are out there and the turmoil and the strife that takes place amongst people, sometimes in church, sometimes in business, sometimes in marriages, whatever it might be. But God says, draw near to him and he'll help us. This next scripture I just gave you to help you defeat the trials in your life shows the loving kindness of God. In his kindness, it says, God called you to share in his eternal glory. Now, you know, he's the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, and he is calling us, his followers, to share in his glory. Through Jesus Christ, it says here, and so since after it says so after you've suffered, that means any after you've had a trial or a challenge or something, or an issue in your life, an illness, whatever it might be, a bankruptcy, whatever it could be, that we will be able to have comfort and blessings and kindness from God. It says after you suffer a little while, He will restore. God is a God of restoration. You know, when we started our church out in Scottsdale years ago, one of the things that I used in my sermons and one of the things that we called ourselves was a church of restoration. We wanted people to know that have had a difficult time at church or challenges with other Christians or they've just had challenges in our own life went through various things that happened to us, that God is there to restore lives. And we would use the scripture from time to time to just help people believe that God is the one that'll help us defeat the trials in our life. And it says that he will restore us and he will support us. You know, something I think people don't realize that God is our biggest fan. He's our cheerleader. He's heading the cheer squad. He's on our side. He's in favor of us. He is for us. And if God be a for us, who can be against us? What difference does it make who's against us if God is for us, right? So God wants to restore us and support us and then strengthen us. And when he strengthens us, he does that by placing us on a firm foundation. And that foundation, of course, is his word. And is living a good Christian godly life. It is to being kind to other people. Is forgiving others of what they've done to you and move on with life. It's to, as much as it depends with you being at peace with other people. Those That's the foundational things. That's the foundational Premise of God defeating the challenges and trials that we have in our life. So this is a great scripture that'll give you strength and hope. And I hope it's blessed you as it has as much as me bringing it to you today. Now, it's number three of the of the ways to know that God promises to defeat our trials. It's found in First John chapter five and verse fourteen, New Living Translation, and it says here, "And we are confident that He hears us." whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Now that's an interesting scripture because it says that we're confident that he hears us and that he's definitely there waiting to hear from us. But it says if we ask for anything that pleases him. Now when we ask for God to help us and protect us in our trials and our challenges, he'll only do it if it pleases him. For example, we shouldn't pray that if you're having trouble with someone or getting trials that God will take someone out, meaning he'll move them out of your life or he'll cause that person to go broke financially or get hurt in some way or another. That's not how we pray. We don't want to pray vengeance. We don't want to pray that God will help us to get even. No. God will bless us If we pray for things that please Him, if we pray for someone else who's given us a difficult time and we pray that God touch them and help them and open up their heart and bless them, then that's going to please God. See, I'm a big believer in praying for those who've persecuted you. The Bible says, pray for those who persecute us, who abuse us, who even say all kinds of bad things about us. We should pray for them. And I've had a lot of experiences over the years in business as a banker and as a real estate developer and as a pastor of a church. Those are things that I've done. And I've had people who tried to hurt me. I've had people try to come up against me. I've had people accuse me of things that I didn't do. And when they do that, when they when they get caught in it, and I talk to them and say, why are you saying those things? They'll just say, I don't know. I just I was just upset. And then they just walk away. Well, they've done a lot of damage. But I've got to pray for that person, regardless if they attack me or not, or regardless of whether they've talked against me or whatever they've done or come up against us. We need to pray for those people, because when we do, God's going to pour out a blessing on us. Matter of fact, the Bible also tells us if we pray for people who've come up against Against us that he will then, God will then send basically stress upon them in the sense of they'll be wondering why is that person praying for me when I'm the one that did things against them. And so remember, God will reward us only, however, if the the way we're praying will please Him. All right, let's move on to number four of my five ways to know that God promises defeat trials, found in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 in the New Living Translation. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Now, John here is trying to teach us how to deal with false prophets and with bad preaching and false preachers and teachers. He's trying to tell us that he's going to be there to fight those battles for us, that he's not going to just leave us or forsake us. You see, when it kind of reminds me of the story when David went out to fight Goliath, and everybody said, Well, here's David, little little David and great big giant Goliath, and Goliath is probably gonna have a heyday with him. But David didn't see it that way. He went out there and saw Goliath and he just says, "You, you, who is this person who's here challenging the, the army of God and, and the followers of God Almighty? And he looked at Goliath and he said, besides, God's going to fight this battle for me. Now that's pretty amazing. A lot of people don't realize that's in the story of David and Goliath, that God will fight the battle for him. And that's the same way with us. When we're facing battles and trials from people, especially words that people say against us, God will fight those battles for us. So we need to stand up and claim that promise and believe, that what John said in 1 John 4.4, it says, you have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. That means God's Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, is living and dwelling in us when we're followers of Jesus Christ, and he is greater than any power that we will ever face on this earth. All right, let's move on now to number five of the five ways to know that God's promises defeat trials. It's found in James chapter 2 and verse 14, once again in the New Living Translation. What good is it dear brothers and sisters if you say you have faith but you don't show it by your actions can that kind of faith save anyone so wow here's a here's a challenge of of faith something where the word of god is telling us what good good, does it do if you say you have faith but you don't show it in the actions of loving people and caring for people and and praying for them and forgiving them and moving in that direction we've got to be set free of that stuff in verse number 17 it goes on to say in james chapter 2 so you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Here we, we talk about having faith to rise above our trials, and that's crucial. It's so, so important. And we must have faith to rise above the challenge and the trials that we face. And when we do that, We're going to have to do that along with good works, meaning that we've got to be kind to people and we need to help other people and we need to reach out to hurting people. And we should even help those people who've offended us and come after us. And when we do that, we're going to be blessed. God wants us to understand that we just can't say, hey, well, having faith, I'm just going to rise above all this stuff. No, God says we must have faith and do good things and do kind things to other people and help the church and bless the church. You see, a lot of people over the years have told me that they've had trials and challenges with attending a church. Maybe a pastor or them got into a disagreement, or maybe they had someone in the church who they borrowed money from, and or, or people borrowed money from them, and it wasn't paid back either way, and there was stress and anxiety there. And people that then run away from the church and blame the church and say, well, it's all about the church. They've got all the problems. But in reality, the, the church is never perfect because as soon as we go into a church, the church doesn't become, it's it's not perfect perfect anymore. I used to tell my congregation, if you're coming to it, find a perfect church, well, you didn't do that because as soon as you walk through the door and you saw me, neither one of us are perfect. And so therefore, you will never find a perfect church, but we'll find the perfect leader of the church, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Jesus is the only perfect person that walked this earth and perfection is only found in him. So we've got to remember that that if we want to find ways to have God help us rise above and defeat the trials in our life, we must believe what I'm reading here, believe the scriptures that I'm giving you, apply them to our life, and just wait and see. God's going to bless you and help you, and those trials will be removed as far as the east is from the west. So I pray that God will bless that. Now here's some additional comments or thoughts I have as you get close to probably the the end of this particular podcast, and that is that how to have God's promises defeat trials with additional comments, maybe not not just the scriptural ones, but here's just some four things that I think are really important to understand and to follow. Number one, we must have peace with God and have peace in God and trust in God. He is our peace for a miracle. If we want to defeat our trials so we can see miracles take place in our life, we've got to have peace with God. We can't be mad at him, upset with him, angry at God. And if we are, what good is it going to do us? I've really never quite understood people that say, I got mad at God. I'm thinking, really? I'm not sure I understand what good that's going to do. And I know maybe you've said that, and bless your heart, I'm sure you said it, and you've since changed from that thought, but I don't think it makes sense to say things like we're mad at God or angry with God, because God is a God of peace, and that He is our peace, and the only way we're going to experience peace to see miracles take place in our life and help us to rise above the trials in life is to really have the peace of God. Two, in order to find God's promises to help defeat our trials, we need to believe in Romans eight one that there is no condemnation for Christians. Now, I know know for years Romans 8 1 said and people looked at it and said and it's true that this refers to our salvation and it does there is no condemnation for Christians for our salvation I believe that but I believe there's even more that's being said there I think when it says there's no condemnation what that means is the devil cannot put condemnation on us and cause us to have physical problems or emotional problems or challenges in our life or the heartbreaks that we have. There's no condemnation, which means we can rise above that in Jesus' name. God put that scripture there, not only to apply to our salvation, but also to help us that every aspect of our life, our emotional life, our physical needs, the challenges that we face in life, we don't have any condemnation against it that we have to go through that. Some people say, well, my mother was always nervous and upset. That's why I'm always going to be nervous and upset. No, don't claim that. Don't believe. That. Or my uncle was always angry and upset and wanted to fight everybody on the street, so that's why I'm the same way. No, don't accept that. There's no condemnation on you. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no condemnation for Christians. Now accept that and believe it. I think that's a powerful teaching, and I'll probably be doing more podcast teaching on that particular topic here in the future. Number three, just some additional information. Receive the resurrected miracle of life, hope, and peace from God. We've got to realize that when we get saved, we're resurrected from the dead, just like Jesus. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. When we are saved, we are resurrected spiritually from that death that we had, which was having no relationship with Christ. So walk in that resurrection power. Believe in that resurrection power. Receive it and accept it and believe that's another way to defeat the trials that come up against us. And four, don't just say uh, that you're trying to get your miracle, that you're trying to overcome your trials. Don't just say that. Don't just say, well, I'm trying because trying is a physical effort. I want you to have faith to believe in your miracle and believe that it is a fact of life that you will get answers to your prayers and you will have the power from god from the holy spirit from the word of god to help you defeat the trials of the devil so you can move on in life and see miracles take place and all that you have and do so i'm believing for that and i pray god will bless you with that so let me just kind of do a quick review of some of the things I think that are important to just kind of get embedded into your heart and your mind. God wants us to live in peace. Matter of fact, if you would like to know more about that particular comment, you can go back to my podcast I did several weeks ago and it's in the list that I'll talk about in just a moment. I did a podcast on the gift of the promise of peace. And it's something that I believe that all of us need to have because God wants us to live in peace with each other and with him and with the Holy Spirit. And another point we need to make is that the Holy Spirit brings us comfort. And he gives us help when we're going through the trials of life. God's not going to allow the trials to hit and not give us any way to defeat them and overcome them. And he's given us that power and that strength. You see, we can defeat Satan through the power of our testimony. We need to brag on our God. We need to give a testimony, let people know how God has been with you, how good he's been. You know, a lot of times we walk around with people that we know that don't know Jesus. And we wonder, Lord, what can I tell them? What can I say to them if they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord? And Savior, I want them to be saved. I want them to know that their sins are forgiven and that they're going to spend eternity in heaven. What do we say to them? That one of the best things that we can tell them—not just get a Bible out and start reading scriptures, although that that's fine—but if you do that right up front, you might run people away. What you need to do first is let people know what God has done for you. In order for people to see that that God is something worth serving and He is amazing and that He He is a God of love and He cares for us, we need to let people know what God has done in our life. I know when I meet people and I. I talk to him about about the Lord. I always start off by saying I'm just glad that that I'm around today because I was diagnosed so many months ago or so many years ago with a sickness or an illness and told I was going to die and here I am. I'm still alive today and thanks to be to God, he healed me and cured me and took me through that. You know, if we have something like that, we could simply say that we used to be a person that had a drinking problem and now you've been delivered of that through the power of God. You might say that you were a person who couldn't seem to hold a job and now all of a sudden you've seen how to work with people and, and how you can be an effective Christian, an effective worker, and now you've gained steady employment since you've come to become a Christian. Or you might say that your marriage was on the rocks and things were terrible, but now that you and your wife have given your life to Jesus Christ and you're going to church and following Him and reading the Word of God and praying together and believing for the power of God in your life, how things have changed. When people see that and they hear your comments about what God has done for you, it will draw them to God. And I believe we're supposed to do that. See, they're having trials, they're having challenges. This podcast was all about Christians facing trials, but the unsaved people, when they face trials, they just don't have any hope. They don't have any anything that they can go to. They don't have any way to go other than sometimes get angry or start drinking or start suing people. But we don't have to do that. The Bible tells Christians to settle disputes quickly. I'm a big believer in that, and I wouldn't have known that had it not been for reading my word and believing that God can help me through those things. So when we want to see the trials in our life be removed, start bragging on God. Start letting everybody else know that God has done something great in your life and that he wants to do the same thing for them and he wants to bless them. So with that, I'm just going to close this by praying for you and believing that God's going to do something special in your life. Heavenly Father, I thank you that I have the opportunity to bring... This podcast to these people who are listening in today. And I pray, Lord, if they've received anything from this that will help them and bless them, that they would let other people know about it, that other people can tune in and listen to this series on the promises of God. I pray that you would reveal your promises to your people. And those that need the promise of health, Lord, I speak healing into their life because there's no condemnation in followers of Jesus Christ. That's in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. I claim that for them. Father, if they're having a difficult time in their marriage, I claim there's no condemnation in their marriage. If they're having a problem with maybe just getting the strength they need to go to work and maybe emotionally they're tore up, I pray there's no condemnation for emotional challenges in their lives. I believe for that right now and I call it forth. I call forth those things that are not happening in their lives as though they are. Like Abraham knew that they wanted to have a child, but it wasn't happening. But he believed in a God who could bring life into something that's lost. Father, I believe you can do the same thing for those people who are listening in today. If they need life, Father, Father God, you'll bring it to them. If they need health, you'll bring it to them. If they need strength, Father God, in all the areas of their life, you'll bring it to them. Now bless them and keep them, Father. I thank you for that for this opportunity. I pray they'd be blessed and they'd be strengthened from what they've heard today. And I'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you. You know, I can't believe that I've ever done one that went so fast. It seemed like I just got started. And the next thing you know, I'm looking about, we got to close this thing out. So I pray that it blessed you and that it helped you. And if you'd like to know, get more to know about uh, what we're doing with Quality Christian Living, we have a podcast series we've been doing for a little over two years now. And this is the 200, I believe, and 37th podcast in the series. And if you like to know more about what quality Christian living stands for, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see on the very front page, a link to podcasts. And if you'll click that link, it'll take you right into all my podcasts that are found on the Charisma Media Group. It's an international group where podcasters go all over the world, as this one does. And you can click on that link and it'll pull up all the podcasts that we've done. Not only are we doing a series on the promises of God, I did one right before that dealing with opening and operating a, a Christian business. I did one before that on, on living a quality life, a, an overflowing, an abundant life. We did a series on the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit, and how to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. We did a series on miracles and faith and, and power in our lives. And we, we talked, even on Veterans Day, I do messages that helps veterans to deal with some of the challenges they're facing. So quality Christian living is designed to do one thing, and that is to help Christians live a quality life. I guess it does two things, and to reach out out to those who are not living a quality life because they're not believers to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's the two goals of quality Christian living, and I pray that you'll be blessed by that. If you'd like to know more about my writings, you can look up that front page after you click the link for all the podcasts. You can scroll down a little farther and you'll see a number of books that I've written. There's some for veterans to help them. There's one in there called Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's to learn how to get out of debt and stay out of debt because I was a banker for some 16 years. There's another podcast, Dealing with generosity, what's in it for me, dealing with how can we give to God. You know, I've heard people say that you cannot give God. Well, that book is the emphasis of that and telling that we bless God and he'll bless us more than what we can imagine or even think. And there's another book in there that has to deal with faith. It's called Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing, based upon the teaching that Paul gave about the life of Abraham, where he called forth life into a body that was basically dead from having children and children came into the lives of Abraham and Sarah. So it's a wonderful book on faith and I hope that you'll be blessed by it. In addition to that, I'm getting very close to releasing my new book here in the next couple of months. It's entitled Faith for Miracles and it's going to deal with all the miracle situations I've seen in my own life and the lives of other people and what the Word of God has to say about how to deal with miracles and how to receive them in our life. So there's a lot going on in quality Christian living and I hope that you want to be a part of it. If you'd like to subscribe now to my podcast, you can do that by going to C P N shows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. Our next podcast is entitled Understanding the Promise of Heaven. This is the series we're doing on the promises of God. And my next podcast has to do with literally the promise of heaven. I've been talking the last several weeks with people and counseling people and I did a funeral not too long ago and there's just been a lot of discussion about heaven and I really felt that this was the time to bring it into the promises series that we have have for God's promise of heaven for those who follow Jesus Christ. So with that, I am going to close this up with these words. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you receive the desires of your heart and may our ways be pleasing unto him. And I thank you once again for listening in. Bless them, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. This ends podcast number 238 in title, How God's Promises Defeat Trials. Thank you for listening in. I am your host, David Friend.